0: Hey, hey! You're listening to Juicy Podcast. I'm your host Tony Galupo, and in this episode, I will be interviewing Galit Ben Simon, who is the CEO and founder of Pantera Co-working Space in Tel Aviv. And it is more than a co-working space; it's an incubator space. It's a space specifically geared towards the needs of women. And as you will find out in this conversation, it's able to provide such an amazing array of offerings and services to its members because it has an augmented business model around its event programming. You know, one of the things that comes up in conversations a lot in coworking is just what are these sustainable models, especially when you want to be able to invest a lot in your community and being able to do a lot for your members and how do you secure the budget for that? And so Galit's model is actually a really great thing for uh, all of us to be looking at as far as inspiration. So we'll get into that in just a moment. In the meantime, wanna mention Juicy UK is in London, September 23rd to 24th, 2019. Grab your tickets right now at juicy.co, gcuc.co. We've also got Juicy Canada in Toronto, October 29th to November 1st, special Halloween edition. And Juicy Canada in Toronto is going to be an excellent, excellent time. Easy for a lot of people to get there from all over the world. So I imagine we're going to have an awesome audience for that. And Ashley always does the most amazing job with her conferences. And then we've got some Chinese co-working conferences coming up as well. Juicy is going to be in Shanghai, August 30th, Beijing, October 12th to 13th. And some more amazing cities coming soon check out all of that at juicy.co gcuc.co and you definitely save money by booking early so uh jump on and grab those tickets while you can but for now let's get into the conversation with galit ben simon of pantera in this juicy podcast episode 32 Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I'm excited to have you on the program. Thank you very much. So, you know, Liz connected me to you and I'm just getting to know your story. We haven't met before, but it seems like you're doing some amazing work over there. Tell me a little bit about your space and how you got into this in the first place. What's your story of how you got into this world of shared space?
1: Uh, Basically, I was uh, raised and I was VP and uh, general manager in large companies in Israel, and I grew uh, in this, uh, in, on, on this business as a VP of uh, Business Development and Marketing and Sales, and I had my own company also that I was consultant to startups and small and medium businesses. And I realized they had two major problems, one is skills, each one of them was a professional or it was a lawyer or a marketing person or a, a designer or a software developer. None of them had the skills to build a company and to manage a company. You don't learn it in the university also. I my, myself have a, a, an MBA, Master of Business, Business uh, Administration. And even in the university when you learn master, they don't give you the skills, the practical skills of how to manage your own company. And the second thing that I realized is that, that small businesses and uh, startups uh, are lacking of networking. They don't know to whom to speak, and uh, they, know, they don't have any people that they can consult with. So, and this problem is getting much bigger when you're talking about women. So I realized that the need for women is bigger. So I saw an opportunity to do something for women. So I decided to open a co-working space, but I always said that the co-working space, amazingly beautiful, is just a bonus. We basically are creating an accelerator and a campus for practical management for professional women. We give all the infrastructure of an accelerator that will help them to develop their business. We give them courses and tiles and workshops. Each one of them are dealing with how to build a strong and successful company. We give them consultants and we created an operational model that makes them sit with each other and talk to each other and raise questions for each other and and open doors to each other. So the networking and the community is very strong. So what we create is is basically a special model of campus, business development and networking, face-to-face networking. And only by sitting together and working together in the same place. In four months, we have entrepreneurs and independent women that are saying to us that they raised their income by 300%.
0: That's incredible. That's super impressive. And I have to say, uh, I'm just so happy to hear you describing the concept behind what you're doing because... I'm of an opinion in the industry in this coworking world that we can very easily fall into simply renting office space to people, and if we do that, we lose a lot of the meaning and the value behind uh, why these spaces are so important to this world of people. And everything that you're describing speaks to the reason that coworking became a big deal in the first place. And so, being able to provide this this more robust set of services to help people to uh, achieve, close the gaps and find the things that they need to find in order to grow their businesses, I think it's very important.
1: Yeah, the differences between us and co-working spaces that we are, we are on the business. We uh, sit with them, we give them supervision, like a virtual board of directors They can consult with us all the time. We know each business, what they do, so we can connect the right suppliers, the right customers, and in co-working spaces, normally, they don't care who sits in the, in the space. They don't know who it is. Even though they're saying that they're doing networking and they're giving courses or, or kind of uh, on, uh, panels and everything, it's not connected really to the business. It's not really helping and they don't really see you. So they are more of a real estate operation. We call ourselves more of an accelerate operation. All our value, are aimed, we call ourselves an impact company. We are measuring ourselves, not just to give an ROI to our shareholder, mainly how the businesses that sit in our space, in our accelerator, how they raise money, how they raise their income, and how they create
0: more jobs. That's great. So, do you do you measure that periodically? Do you have an annual report or survey that you conduct?
1: Yeah, I started to measure it. We are four months on air. The last time I did it, we did a feedback meeting, feedback, and we got the feedback from the women, there But I'm not going to do it now at each quarter and do as a survey also, so they can write it, and it will be easier for me to promote it. We're going to do it every quarter. It's very important for us. I think this is our main goal or main how we measure ourselves if we are successful or not. If they are doing magic, if they are raising more more money, if they are creating more income, if they are creating more jobs, we did our job.
0: (laughs) I agree and I love it. So just to rewind for a second, when did you open the space?
1: February seventeenth, this year.
0: Wow. Four months ago what a what a ride congratulations and how how big is your space and how many members do you have
1: we have now around 1,000 square meter and we have approximately 150 160 members some of them are resident they share, they have their own offices and some of them are sitting in the co-working space women are joining and companies that are on it's not just for women it's for companies that are owned or shared by women so Basically, if a woman has a partner, a man partner, he can come also. Or if a man has a general manager or high position women in his company, they can also come. So we basically, uh, we want to help the women, women in a high position. So we don't care. As long as the as a company has women general manager or VPs or they own the company, they can come inside. So, it's, so we have a 5% men that are members now and uh, of course also men can come as guests and as of course for meetings and uh, business meetings and for the social uh, club we have a social club We have a bar an amazing bar with performance and uh, we make, we make sure lots of business and pleasure because oh, we believe that's relationship relationship are created when you drink together and you sit together in the evening and uh, talk and listen to music and so we have our, our schedule our events are very, very important for us. So we have lots of events across music and exhibition and a real, real bar, lounge bar and social club.
0: It sounds like you've built something that is a pretty robust operation. I mean, you are providing a lot of different services and programs and things like that. I'm curious how you were able to get from having this idea to operating something with this much going on? I imagine that you had to have recruited a fair number of people to help you to make this happen. How did that all come together? How long did it take? And where did you find the people that you needed in order to help you uh, make this a reality? Okay.
1: Uh, the, idea, the idea came into my mind uh, two years ago. And it took me uh, an year and a half to, to raise money. I raised $2 million. For the first space, it's really very, very well invested. It, they say that it's the best, it's the most beautiful space in Israel. And in the, even in the world, it's beautiful. I want you to come inside of, uh, go inside my, uh, my site and you see the video. It's amazing. So the space, to create a beautiful space was nothing. But in the beginning, from the beginning, I took two partners. One is professionalizing the content and community. And the other one is on the marketing and digital. And we did, uh, in the beginning, we worked for a year and a half with no salary and we and build it. And now we have in our business around 10 people that are, that are responsible for the service, community, and content. And we use this, lots of uh, women uh, independent that are professional women that we perceive as to be uh, the best in their profession. They're the ones that are very happy to come to the campus and give their lectures and workshops. And we ourselves, all, all the partners and the women in the, in the, that are sitting as resident in the, in the business are a highly recommend professional consultant from branding to marketing, business development, accountant. So we basically use the workforce in the space and we manage it. Okay. So uh, it's okay. <laughs> We're managing, it's great. We're working from nine o'clock in the morning to uh, midnight every day, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> you're in that time now where it's very intense when you're in startup time, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's an operational company, so operational is always more hard, harder than you know service and that uh, is not in operation. So we have, in the bar, we have around six to eight bar women and bar men that have worked around the clock and sales, operation, community, content, and lots of uh, freelance and independent women, that have, there are so many women that wants to help and helps to uh, build in the lectures and the, and the campus and the events and so many um, uh, performers, artists that comes that wants to perform from jazz to uh, hip hop and house. And, and so we, we have everything there. So we take the minimum we can and we uh, manage to, uh, to give the space in a very low, low prices and we earn the money from the bar, from the drinks so lots of the things we don't even charge for the courses and for the performance because we get the money back from the drinks and the food in the bar so it's a good system to help us be uh, with lots of events and performance and with the minimum 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 rates the events are most of them are free because we can, because we have the income from other t- stuff so i think we've, we created a great model
0: Yeah, Galit, I have to say I'm very impressed because my next question was actually going to be about the business model. One of the things that I've seen in the industry is that we've got this kind of straightforward model of, of renting workspace and there's a margin that you can charge. And then there's a certain amount of effort you can put into doing community development on top of that. But in truth, most spaces just don't make enough money to be able to afford to invest in A lot of the services that you're describing and i think that we need to find ways to add income on top of the workspace rental so that you can provide some more value and i was wondering what that twist was for you that was going to give you the ability to do this but the fact that it's through drink sales is incredible i i Am amazed, and I don't think I've seen that very much in the industry. So it's a very interesting way of approaching it.
1: Yeah, another thing that we did is we have a membership for women that don't need a space. So basically, they come only for the networking and the campus, for the lectures. So I can have an income, endless income from women that don't sit on the spa- in the space, they don't need the space to walk. They just come when we have events and networking. So this is a very good income also.
0: So yes. I
1: can basically use each meter that I'm renting in the space, I can have more money, more income from each meter. And first, And another thing that I created models of morning and afternoon, okay? So you can walk in the space by hours so, I have people that can walk uh, that start in the morning, and I have people that are paying for a space from three in the afternoon. And I have the income from uh, people that come from for the events, and they're not using the, the space, they are members, events, and uh, lectures and things like that. So, I think my model, my business model can create three times more on one square meter.
0: Amazing. That's, that's the kind of stuff that a lot of us need to be learning more about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The content is very important. And the community, they feel each one of them, uh, you know, they are not alone. They can talk to each other. They can consult. They are happy to come to work and to sit together. So uh, this is the first thing, to create a great engagement. And then to give them lots of content. They said to me, what, we, what now, you know, today some, some woman told me, Galit, can you stop it? I cannot walk anymore. There's lots of courses and, 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 and events. And I, 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 I will sleep here. Can you create, please, a place for us to sleep also? And I said, wow, is this a good idea. I want to create another floor with uh, you know, sleepovers and, <laughs> and a gym. <laughs> There's lots of things to do. If you, if you want to create a, a good community when they don't want to live, when the space inside is much more attractive than what's outside, you did magic.
0: Yeah, you're off to a good, it sounds like you're off to a good start, When that's what people are asking for, for sure. So I assume that in the long-term vision that not now, obviously, you're focused on the space, but do you expect to expand to other cities? Of course, of course, of course.
1: Uh, we want to get uh, to Europe as soon as we can yeah, for next year, I hope. We want to get to Berlin and London, Paris. I think our model doesn't exist at all in europe and i know that in the state there's the wing and lots of co-working space for women but their models is is totally different because more mainly our co-working space that are for women that are dealing with networking they don't give the accelerator and the workshop and they're not hands-on on on the business like us and the measurement are not measurement of impact like us so it's a totally uh, big difference yeah so i'm not i I didn't come from pr or just marketing I'm, i'm coming from business and I know how to build business and manage business. So all my attitude is toward how to build a successful business. So this is all the services are aimed for them to give them this service of strategy, of marketing, of ability, skills, to teach them everything that they need to learn to make their own business and make lots of money. I think our vision of Pantera, if I can conclude it in the one sentence, is that we will be the owner of at least 50% of the financial assets of the world. Because today, we own only 1% of the financial, own and manage 1% of the financial assets of the world. So That's, we have a lot of big gap. It's
0: kids. insane, it's such a gap, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but we have to start somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, starting with a space like this is a heck of a good start. I mean, you're supporting so many women, helping them to start and grow their businesses. So it, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I think also in the, they should know, you should understand that, the, I, I know that we work today are more aiming to a B2B uh, and less of the community. I think the original idea of having a community of freelancers and small businesses that can work together and help each other, this is the main issue of co-working spaces. This is why they succeeded. I think that each open space that will create a community with uh, the same uh, needs and are coming from the same place, the, it will create magic. So uh, co-working spaces will have to be more specific about what the target audience, what are they need, and to be specifically given and helping them with their needs.
0: Absolutely. And it sounds like you're well on your way already, even though you've just opened. So I imagine you've got a long way to go in terms of improving and refining these processes. But it's going to be amazing to see after six months, after a year, the report that you'll be able to generate of the impact that you've created. And I think that's going to be valuable, not just for your business, but for the movement, for, for all of us to be able to use, to be able to look to your example to show the kind of um, impact that your space can have, and some spaces are doing that. I, I would love to see a lot more spaces do it because I think I think there's actually a lot of impact that coworking's is creating that is not being documented. And yeah. uh, so it's great that you're doing that and, and, and helping to tell the story that that's not being told.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to do it. You know, it's just I think uh, the only reason to be uh, uh, happy in our life. Is to do things that are important and uh, influence uh, people, and I think it's the only money or not money. It's the only value that people eventually appreciate. They are fed up of uh, nobody wants to eat five steaks a day. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, and I think also society is going now more sharing, more co-working, um, less of uh, uh, consuming uh, un, uh, un, uh, not important stuff and, and brands that are just wasting money. I think this generation is much more aware and have more values working on helping others. I think this is the only only way to live.
0: I think what I'm finding is fascinating in the co-working world is that you're finding people who have those social values but are also understanding the importance of business. And... Building successful, profitable businesses, and I think that's where there's a lot of extremes going on. But if we can bring in the ethos of both of those worlds, I think then you can really have some powerful, sustainable, impactful entities out there. So it's very exciting.
1: This is why we call it an impact company, exactly for the doing well by doing good. And of course, you have to have a strong business model. I'm a businesswoman. Don't. uh, Even think differently. But I'm still thinking that doing well by doing good, it's the most important thing. An impact company has to measure themselves, not by the ROI only and how much money they return, return on the investment for the investors. They also have to measure how they impact the society, their environment, their community, and how they make life better for everyone. They can be very business-oriented and have lots of profitable, and
0: we are working for profit. Yes, absolutely. For all forms of profit, I understand. Yeah. So how do people find out more about what you're working on and your project? I know you have a website. Is there anywhere else that you want to direct people?
1: Uh, we, uh, mainly we're working on, the, of course, on, the, on the Facebook, Instagram, mainly, so social media. We're using lots of events. Basically, it's content and content and content and content and content and events. This is the best thing. It's from a word mouth. Everybody's talking about it. Talk. Lots of PR also. Journalists that are coming. Exhibition. This is the only way. I don't believe in social media. I believe in people that are coming and seeing the place, feeling it, listening to the lectures and the workshop, and hearing about it from other people that are very satisfied. We're using our own members that are already existing here. They are Already talking about us and advertising in their Facebooks and what they feel. Uh, this is only what we don't believe in media and in television. We don't have money for television and the big media, so we're doing what we can.
0: Gotcha. So it looks like PantheraPro.com, P-A-N-T-H-E-R-A-P-R-O.com, and Instagram is pro, and then uh, Facebook is Panthera_Pro. Do I have that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's great.
0: Great. Great. So, yeah. So the folks listening, check out their story. Go have a look at the website, have a look at that video that you mentioned and uh, check out the, all all the cool things that they're posting on there as well. Uh, Galit, it's been such a pleasure and I'm so, so glad that we got a chance to chat and I, I appreciate you being very open about your intentions and about everything that you're building. I think for the people who are listening to this, There are a lot of people who can be very inspired by your story, who can take that inspiration to their cities. So more impact for all of us.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right, best of luck, keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to following your story from across the pond.
1: You will, you will, thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye.
0: So there you have it, my conversation with Galit Ben-Simon of Pantera. Check out her website, check out her story. I'm just so excited to see where this story goes because you know she's going places. Anyway, check out Juicy.co for all the upcoming co-working conferences I mentioned earlier. Juicy UK in September. We've got Toronto coming up in October and November and more in China. These conferences are amazing. You get to meet people like Delhi who are working on just such interesting projects and you have so much that you can learn from them and probably so much that you can add to the mix by being there yourself. So I hope I get to see you at an upcoming conference. I hope these podcasts are super valuable to you. And in the meantime, continue doing the good work that you do in your city and keep being awesome.